0: It is time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. All right, let's talk about this meeting that was happening up in Whistler. I felt it was a little bit low-key, but clear that these Western Premiers are not very happy with the federal government.
1: Uh, yeah, big surprise, I guess, that the Premiers want more from Ottawa. These are the Western Premiers. The full gang of Premiers and territorial leaders will meet in Winnipeg next month, but uh, Western Premiers are out with their wish list yesterday, and you're right. The first thing they did, uh, I think maybe the most important thing they did, was they... Uh, they said about bail reform. Ottawa promised it. Ottawa introduced legislation making it harder for repeat violent offenders to get bail or legislation that would have done that. And then the federal government adjourned parliament uh, at the, uh, what, two days early without passing the legislation. It just sat there. And the premiers, I think, right lay, say, hey, you promised it's needed. Just ask any mayor, counselor, premier across the country, a lot of the public too, didn't do it. Uh, you need to get going on this. So you know, a legitimate concern by the premiers. And I, I think, Simi, it's a good bet that that same message will come out of the whole premiers conference next month.
0: Okay. So th- this is the frustrating thing about this. and You and I were talking about it. Is it that- the federal government hasn't really said anything about this, right? Like they they made these changes, they promised to do this, even said they'd get it done in June, didn't get done, and they don't really have much to say.
1: Uh, Simi, uh, for some reason, I can't quite hear what you asked me. Uh, there's a problem on oh. the phone line. Well, Sorry I guess let's do this. Say.
0: We're going to hang up and call Vaughn back right yeah. now So, because he can't hear me properly. So we're going to call him back because I did have a question for him. And that is because David Lametti, the federal justice minister, came on our show specifically to talk about bail reform a few months back. And we talked about the timeline. And at that time, during that discussion, he said it was going to get done in the month of June. And I said, well, what What about the concern if it doesn't get done? And he kind of poo-pooed that and said, oh, no, no, it's going to get done in the month of June. It's on the schedule. And no real plan for what's going to happen if it doesn't get done in the month of June. Uh, So, Vaughn, you're back with us. You can hear me now?
1: I'm here, Simi. Sorry about that. That's
0: okay. Uh, So, my question to you was this, like, the federal government hasn't really said very much about this either, have they?
1: No, what we've heard is lip service. The federal justice minister, Lametti initially said when the premier started lobbying for bail reform that he didn't think it was all that necessary. He thought the changes Ottawa made in bail system back in 2019 were good. Uh, there was no fundamental problem with bail. Uh, he promised to listen to them. Uh, he then brought in a bill that dealt with it, and the premiers initially went, well, this addresses the problem. This would make it harder for repeat violent." and offenders to get bail. And that's the problem out there, isn't that everybody is entitled to bail. It's this small group of people that are causing most of the trouble with public safety. So they bring in the bill, said, hey, and you had them on the show, right? Well, yeah. don't worry. We, I've heard them. We're going to bring this in this spring. Well, they did bring it in this spring, and it just sat there on the order paper. They didn't call it for debate. Uh, they didn't do anything with it. And they adjourned parliament, as I say, two days early without ever calling it. Of course, the premiers are upset. They should be. The public should be as well, because what this means is if it ever becomes a priority for the federal government, and I'm not persuaded that the bill is, uh, it'll get dealt with this fall. The federal approval processes are slow. They have second reading debate in principle. They have committee hearings where they take feedback from people who don't want this change. Then it goes to the Senate. I'd say the provinces, the cities that are waiting for this will be lucky if they see it by the end of the calendar year.
0: Right. And at that point, though, it still has to filter down into the system, right? So you're you're talking about a year now from now when any changes might have an impact. And
1: it has to survive the court challenge that will be inevitable because There is a significant part of the legal, judicial and political establishment and academic establishment in the country that is not on the same page as the public and the mayors and counselors and police chiefs and premiers that are dealing with this in the front line. They don't think it's a good idea if you make it harder for people to get bail because they think that means that more disadvantaged groups will end up in jail waiting for trials, So it's, there's a serious argument going on in the background on this, Simi. And I think the reason that the Ottawa didn't act is Ottawa doesn't share this as a priority. And they, I guess they'll deal with it this fall because the pressure will be great. But it's not clear to me that, uh, the, as I said, the national establishment shares the priority on this that Hmm. Most mayors, councillors, and premiers agree on this one, and they're only echoing the views of their public about safety in downtown, especially, and a public fed up with these reports of people who get arrested for some violent or uh, property crime or anything and are out before the police complete the, ma- the paperwork.
0: That is so true. Okay, and there were other topics under discussion here, too. Like, I know infrastructure was a big one, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of other things on the list. So, strategic infrastructure, the premiers want more federal spending and an expedited approach for approval of strategic infrastructure projects. Transportation is the big one, moving goods around the country, getting stuff to the border, all that. Ports, uh, climate action and adaptation, they want the same thing on that. More money, expedited approval, immigration. Um, The provinces want more of a say in immigration and in who gets in, but lurking in the background is also the view, I think, of provinces like British Columbia that take – most of the immigrants, they see Ottawa letting huge numbers of people into the country. They're not opposed to that, but they don't see Ottawa recognizing that in the way it funds things like health care and transportation, uh, all the housing, all the impacts that are out there, in, uh, plus, say, Vancouver, British Columbia, places that are having to deal with, uh, accept all the immigrants, incorporate them into society, make sure they have a place to live, and they can get a family doctor.
0: Right. But all that is tied together. But again, trying to get the federal government's attention on this has not been a very successful endeavor for the government.
1: No, it isn't. And if you look over the communique yesterday from the premiers, so climate action adaptation, immigration, Arctic sovereignty, RCMP, retroactive pay, energy security, critical minerals, labor markets and mobility, uh, plus infrastructure, plus bail reform. Um, <laughs> There's an old rule in governing, which is if everything's a priority, nothing is a priority. The premiers are pushing a long, long list of things, and my guess is that somebody in the prime minister's office will read over the communiqué and file it, and Ottawa will go ahead and do whatever the hell it wants to do because the premiers, the western premiers, they can't agree on priorities, like one or two priorities, and. When the regular premiers, the rest of the premiers, meet next month, my guess is it'll be the same kind of communique. Long shopping list, no real strong indication of deal-breaker priorities.
0: You know, but when they do get together and decide on what their priorities are, I mean, they can make a difference. And I'm thinking oh, about yeah. healthcare care here, right? Because, like, they, they really push that agenda of more health care dollars, and they did get some action on that.
1: Uh, yes, and they they push that to the exclusive of a whole bunch of other things. Because, you know, to govern is to set priorities and to choose. Uh, Okay, when you're rolling in budget surpluses like B.C., maybe you don't have to do that, but the rest of the country certainly is dealing with that, and they don't all agree on political priorities. But you're right, Simi, the way to get something done is to say this is the priority, And please do that, and we won't give you a hard time if you don't deal with all the other stuff on the list. They don't do that. And look, there's a problem here for the NDP, and it struck me listening to David Eby yesterday. His, The federal government wouldn't be government without the support of the federal NDP. So when David Eby has something urgent that needs to be done now and needs to be enacted now... Does he say to the federal wing of his party, use your political leverage to get this to the top of the list? That doesn't happen with the NDP. John Horgan used to say, we don't need Denticare, we don't need Pharmacare until we get more funding for existing health care programs. What did the federal wing of the party do? They pushed Pharmacare and Denticare. They didn't say that Ottawa needs to meet BC's target for funding health care, which was... 35%, 35%, right? So the provincial and the federal wing of the NDP, even though they're the same party, don't use their leverage to push the p- priorities of the only NDP government in Canada.
0: Hmm. Okay, that's always been the case, though, hasn't it?
1: I, it's been a problem over the years. Um, it's, as I said, I mean, I I look at it, and I go you, you really don't seem to communicate with the federal wing of your party at all. You don't seem to share priorities. And, uh, okay, that can be the way it is in the other provinces in Canada where there isn't an NDP government, so it's not surprising to me that the federal NDP and Doug Ford don't share priorities or yeah. Daniel Smith. But it, the provincial, it strikes me that the NDP could make better use of the fact that it has one NDP government in Canada that's doing fairly well and is fairly popular and try to push its priorities more often. That's so true. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.